All right, we're back, and today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tighten up all of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using the code WISCG to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code WITHCG, W-I-T-H-C-G at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. On to the episode, baby. Let's go. Give you all of my love and you give it right back. I can fly, I can fall, I know you got my back. Never thought I would find someone to love like that, like that, like that. We're back on the podcast, and I've been looking forward to having this incredible gal on the airways with me today. She's an actress, singer, dancer, and the in-arena host for the Vegas Golden Knights, Katie Marie. Katie, welcome on to the podcast. Hi, Corey. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we've been long overdue. I've been very, very pumped to have you on. Yeah, very, very long overdue, but I'm, I'm super yeah. excited to make it on. Yeah, yeah. How have you been? How's things in Vegas right now? Uh amazing just wild we're getting ready for playoffs for the golden knights and it's like the energy in vegas right now is on fire so we're we're we're, we're getting really pumped right now right about now yeah the city they, they become pretty electric when playoffs come around and i and i've talked about like this with my family and friends is that every regular season game is kind of like a playoff atmosphere you know it's wild yeah it it really is i mean the fans are unlike any other fans i think because vegas had never had sports um in town for for so long it was always just like a gambling and entertainment um industry and now it's like we're starting to get all these sports teams and i think since the golden knights were were homegrown and the first giant professional sports team that we acquired i think the the people in Vegas were like really wanting this for so long. And then it finally showed up and our team was amazing. And (laughs) so it's just, it's, it's like every game is close to sold out, if not sold out. And the energy in the building is just a big party all the time. So, so they tend to kick it up a notch during playoffs too. If you can even believe that, like, (laughs) yeah, no, you guys put on, yeah and you're a big you're a big reason why you know the fans get loud and proud you know with their team but like i think the the show like the pregame show is really cool compared to any other team in the nhl really i think um when i first joined the the team i joined during season two and um something johnny greco who was our um head of entertainment said at the time was we didn't know if our team was going to be any good so we were like we need to make this like a show we need to make it a real show so that in case the team sucks in case like you know something goes horribly wrong at least people can come to vegas and come to t-mobile and have an incredible experience regardless of the team's success or not and then we just so happen to have an amazing team too so <laughs> best yeah. of both worlds. 
No, it's been huge for the city. And I think it was long overdue to get some professional teams in there with the Raiders and Knights. Um, and I could see a basketball team coming too. I heard uh, play, so hopefully uh, yeah. MLB too, I've heard. So fingers crossed on that. Right, exactly. Well, I'm, I am going to get into the whole T-Mobile experience and all that with the Knights and all that. But I want to I want to start with this. I want people to learn about your background a bit. And, you know, from the beginning up until now, what made you want to become an entertainer? You know, you know, I just want to hear all about, you know, how you got into everything and how you were inspired to do things. Yeah, I mean, I think growing up in Vegas, I was born and raised here in Las Vegas. So that plays a major factor um, going to see, you know, Donnie Marie Osmond when I was a kid and any musicals or plays that would come through the, through town. Um, you just grow up in such a giant entertainment city that that kind of becomes like part of your blood, um, <laughs> and your DNA. Um, so I think from, from when I was, when I was really, really little, I was actually super shy as a kid. And, um, I think around seventh grade, I got asked to be a part of this, like, um, acting competition. And, uh, I was terrified to do it, but my parents were like, you should, I think you'd be great at it. And so I practiced all year to, to do this competition where I had this like one little scene with this other girl in my class. And, uh, we practiced all year and ended up winning the competition. And my parents were like, oh, she's actually good. Like she can act. So maybe we should kind of push her towards that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and again, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I don't know this sounds right. Um, and then I finally, um, I think eighth, ninth grade on kind of just started taking vocal, vocal lessons and singing in choirs and things like that. And, uh, it was really not until high school that I joined, um, the theater department in my high school, kind of worked my way up, started doing musicals and plays and, um, my senior year, I was unsure of what I wanted to do with my life. So I kind of took a year off, uh, went to UNLV for just like gen eds, and then kind of just did a bunch of research on different um, theater programs and theater colleges in, in the country to see where I wanted to go. And took that year to just audition for as many schools as I could possibly audition for. And, and I finally, um, settled on Point Park University in Pittsburgh. And they have, you know, they're one of the top 10 musical theater schools in the country. And I got a great scholarship and had my audition there and was like, this is it. I'm doing this, moving all the way to to Pittsburgh, um, which was a culture shock for sure. And uh, just kind of learned everything there was to know. Um, Me and a couple of friends also uh, started our own theater company while we were there and worked with, um, one of just a, one of the giant regional theater companies in uh, the country, which is Pittsburgh CLO. And we put on like their late night entertainment. So uh, that was a really cool experience to get to work hands-on with a professional theater company and uh, kind of create our own art at the same time while going to school and learning about all this stuff and wow. doing the shows in school and, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, when I graduated, I, wasn't sure exactly if I wanted to move to New York or LA or stay in Vegas or whatnot. So I decided to try my luck in Los Angeles for about a year. And it, you know, it actually went pretty well. I got a couple contracts while I was out there and was thinking a lot and doing a bunch of different 
uh, things, but my heart kept calling me back to Vegas for whatever reason. And it was like, you know what? I'm only four hours away from Los Angeles. I love Vegas. I love home. And, um, so I just, I ended up moving back in about 2017, um, summer of 2017, uh, did a, every musical I could ever audition for. I auditioned for while I was here. So I think I did about like six shows that year. And, um, then my brother sent me a posting for the, um, what is now the Vegas Vivas, which is the dance and cheer team for the golden Knights. It was like a posting for the auditions. And I was like, screw it. Like what, what, what do I have to lose? I'll just go audition. And so I did, um, it was like a three day long audition process and I ended up making through all the cuts and made the dance team. So I started actually on the, on the dance and cheer team for the golden night. Um, and then about three months in the, uh, entertainment director came up, well, came into the dressing room and said, Hey, you know, if any of you guys are interested, we are auditioning for a female and arena host. If anyone wants to do it, we'd love, we want a female energy in the, in the building. We think it would add to what we have going on. So if anyone wants to do it, uh, here's the date, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, nah, mm -mm. no way. They'd never pick me. No way. And literally all of my friends were like, Katie, you have to audition. Like, what do you mean? You're an actor, like out of the people that are in this group, like you would be one of the people that would go audition. And I was like, oh, maybe. And then that entertainment director came up to me at dinner that night and was like, are you auditioning? And I was like, well, I guess I have to now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I ended up going and think there was about maybe like 45 people that auditioned um professionals people from the dance team Mm -hmm. to you know radio djs whatever and um they ended up uh offering me the job that night and i i still don't really remember my audition to be completely honest with you i think i blacked out you black out (laughs) yeah Fully blacked out. Don't really believe oh, what happened. But it was cool. They did. They set us up in the arena, like with the camera, mm. in ears, microphone. Nice. So it was like kind of the experience of what it would actually be like. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they offered me the position that night and uh, I've been there ever since. So that's kind of like the long, the short of the journey. And I'm, you know, doing that and still um, doing yeah. when I can fit it in. So yeah, it's that just is so cool. Been a crazy journey, but I think um, I've just always wanted to make other people happy, and I think yeah. that's the general gist of like why I got into it was was oh, like there's laughter from an audience, or there's there's smiles on people's faces, and like yeah. it's it's one of those things to like get that instant like I know that I'm at least for 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, taking some sort of, uh, pain or, you know, something away from, from these people, yeah. I'm able to like give them a good experience for however long they're performing. Like that's, or I, however long I'm performing. So that's kind of like the general gist of why I do it. Um, and why I got started because I got to see 
so many people do that for me when I was a kid and was mm-hmm. like, I might be good at that. I don't know. Let me try it. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I want to touch on two things. One is with that, uh, to bring joy to people and families and to be that beautiful distraction to them for those two hours is just huge. I think it's, it's beautiful. It's so cool. And, and you go back to saying that when you're a kid, you're very shy. Now you're in front of 18,000 people at T-Mobile Arena entertaining. <laughs> what the heck? What's You're getting out of your comfort zone, that's for sure. That is like such a bizarre thing to think about because I remember the first day I ever like had to read or speak in front of a crowd, which was literally just my class in seventh grade. Um, they, I had to, my teacher had to tell me to go sit down because I was like, I had this piece of paper in my hand and just had to read. And I was like shaking so bad. I couldn't even read this like piece of paper in front of my class. So to see, like, to go from that to like speaking in front of 18,000 people every day, you know, it, it, it is kind of a whirlwind to, to think about, but it's just, it proves a little bit that like the inner, the inner person that's always been in there. Yeah. Uh, once you kind of like break down the anxiety of it all, mm-hmm. there's that, there's that person that's in there and you got to just kind of like unlock it, unlock it. Exactly. And let, and let people see like who you actually are. And if they don't like it, that's they don't okay. like it, that's but all right. At some point, you know, you're going to connect with a lot of different people and and be able to hopefully make people's day through that. So I think that was just the mental block I had to get through in order to be able to do what I do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so cool. And it's inspiring to people that maybe need to unlock their own things in themselves. I think I it's think really so. cool. I think uh, that's the, a huge thing for people yeah. is to, well, to not be able to, um, to, to, to be able to see further in the future of like, Hey, this person did it. Maybe I can't, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you look, and people look back and be like, damn, why did I get in my head so much about it? Mm -hmm. I have so much to offer, you know, I have so much in me to do it. Uh, One thing I want to bring up is you were talking about Vegas, LA, New York. And I actually wanted to talk about this because I think I really do believe Las Vegas is very underrated to be an entertainer or to chase your dream. Everyone immediately wants to go to LA and New York and 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 that's fine. You said LA was a was a fine experience for you. But Vegas is underrated, I feel. Am I am I wrong on that? Tell me. I don't think you're wrong. I've been saying it for years and I think it's because I I actually had to be told that from someone who lived in LA. Like, why are you spending so much money living here when your actual home is one of the entertainment capitals of the world? Um so it was, I was, that was such a weird thing for me to be like, oh, you're right. Like, you're absolutely right. And, and Vegas, I think it's, it's its own like niche market there. Uh, there is so much work here. Um, and I really think it's just about finding your place. Like, where do you fit into all of the mayhem and craziness that's happening here in Vegas? And I think that's any city, really any of the big cities, especially like New York and LA and Chicago and Nashville, like they're, they're all hubs of like entertainment. But you know, me personally, I'm like, I don't know if I'd go to Nashville because I'm not a singer songwriter. That's more for singer songwriters. Uh, not much of a film person. So LA wasn't hundred percent my vibe and Vegas is like just your overall general entertainment city. And I think there's like, 
I'm in a magic show as well. Like I, I do a magic. I, I'm hosting, I'm doing musical theater. It's like, there's all of these different like hubs that you can yeah. go to. But I do think Vegas like is a general like wash of all entertainment that you can, and you can find it. And it's kind of cool too with this city. Cause once you get in to something, you mm. make connections. It's such a small city. Like you make connections with one person and that person can get you an audition for a show or that person can get you in touch with somebody for this project and that project. And that's why I love the city so much. Cause it's like actually really tiny. <laughs> like yeah. everybody knows everybody. And it's like, it's a big entertainment family, which I don't think you find in some of the larger scale cities like New York and LA. I think, you know, there's probably like parts of that, but it's, I think a lot harder to break into in my opinion, um, in those cities than Vegas. And once you get in with Vegas, it's like, Oh, we love you. <laughs> Go do this show. So it's, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think it is very underrated. Yeah. But once you get here and you get in, it's like, Oh, why didn't I do this sooner earlier? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool that everyone knows each other. And, you know, it's uh, being in front of so many people when you're in the arena, you know, being the house, like that's in front, that's, that's, you get to be seen by a lot of people. So people will be like, damn, okay, she should come to my show or whatever, whatever people want you to do. I think it's cool. It's good visibility, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, there's so many amazing things about the job. And obviously for me, the fans are number one. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's a great talking point when yeah. you go into any audition or or start talking to any person, whether it's yeah. business or whatever. It's it's I think the nights are so loved and well known here that it's just a great conversation starter period um to to be working for for such a crazy amazing franchise. So right. we, we love we love we love the nights. Yeah. So, hey, out of all the gigs you're doing, and maybe this might this might be a hard one to answer. Out of all the gigs you're doing, what's your most favorite one right now? It's so hard. That's a really hard question. Um, they I, have their pros and cons. All of them do. Oh yeah, and and honestly, most mostly pros. Like for right, 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 right. Uh, I I do. I am gonna say um, Vegas Golden Knights. I just okay. it's it's such a unreal experience um yeah just being there is such such a like even if people don't like sports like they come in and they're like holy cow like this is just the the environment is unlike anything i've ever done so i would say that i mean i'm a musical theater baby at heart so anytime yeah. I get, anytime i get to do a musical i uh, it is, it, it's a very special place in my heart. So that would be like, that would be like my second answer, <laughs> but yeah. obviously like, I really do love all of the jobs that I get to do. Magic is its own set of, of craziness where, you know, you get to literally wow people for a living. Mm -hmm. We're just watching you going, how, how is this happening? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's, you know, that's an experience in and of itself. And that show is like, little family as well. So I, I have it really good. I will say that I have it very, very good with all of my, all of my jobs and gigs. They're just great. <laughs> I love great. that. Yeah, definitely. 
You know, with the jaw, with being the entering the house for the nights, what's been the most memorable like experience doing it? I know you said the fans and the connection with that, it's huge, but any, any particular people you've met or, uh, you know, what's the experience been like, that's been like standing out to you doing it? Um, I have a couple, one, um, recently we had a, uh, make a wish girl named Annabelle who her wish was to become a golden knight for the night. And the that's team, awesome. the team did just such an amazing job with, um, getting her involved with the entire game. So I think it was, it was right before, um, all-star weekend yeah. and it was, I think the game before all-star weekend and we just every everything we could have possibly done like she was on the ice for warm-ups she was at practice with the guys she did um the bench interview she did the siren she was our march marshal like she did everything and this little girl i like she could have had my job she knew <laughs> she knew how to speak in front of people she i think she was like maybe 10 maybe yeah and just her spirit was so amazing like to be around here it was to be around her was just the most inspiring thing ever and to get to make her wish come true and then also like be inspired by her it was just like it was so amazing so we you know we that was a night that like I'll I will never forget because it was just she she thought we were doing her a favor when in reality like she was doing us a favor like we that having her energy in the building and her um mm -hmm. her spirit there it was she was amazing so so that was one huge one and then um I did have just to go off of like what we were talking about with um kind of bringing joy and and all those kinds of things um yeah. I had uh, a probably season season three, I think it was, I was still like relatively new and, you know, you're kind of coming into this giant thing and it's scary. It's terrifying because you don't know how the fans are going to react. They're so used to things being a certain way and then having a new right. addition and, and me learning the job. Like I had never hosted anything in my life before <laughs> I did the golden Knights, So it was, uh, definitely a learning experience for me. Um, so I was, you know, I was still really nervous every single game. And, um, I had this, uh, dad come up to me with his little girl and yeah. before the game. And he was like, I just want to let you know, um, how much of an impact you've made on my daughter because she never thought that she could have a career in sports until she saw you. And now, now she, now she thinks that she can, and you kind of made this like possible, this a possibility for her. And I think wow. that's like, that was like, I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. So that was a moment that I like will never forget because it was probably the first time I realized the gravity of the job that I have and mm -hmm. that just being a female presence in such a male dominant sport can make a difference for so many little girls. And so it's just, it was, it was just such a like eye opening moment for me where you realize, oh, wow. Okay. Like that, that's a, that's a thing that I can do that I yeah. can get to, to these people. So yeah, those are some, I mean, there's a million other things that I can think about, but those are two that really stick out to me right now. That is beautiful. That's so cool. I mean, that's like, 
I think we all have a purpose in life. And for me, it'd be aligned to that, to give back and pay forward, you know, to, to help people literally like people in need of love and connection, like doing that to, to just build people up and be uplifting and just love. We all have an abundance of love to give, you know, and I think it's so important to, to give that and to, to inspire some little girl, you know, cause you were once that age looking up exactly. to other people, you know, how cool is that? That's so, and go ahead. I grew up in, um, in a, a sports family. Like my, my dad is from Canada. My brother played hockey, um, and my dad coached. And so I was constantly in the rink and constantly like around this sport. And I really don't remember that I know of, don't really remember seeing a lot of women, um, in, in the sport, in, in sports period. And so, you know, I grew up like late nineties, early two thousands. So it was a little less common back then. And so, getting to have this opportunity kind of like land in my lap and be like, Oh, I can take my love of hockey that I've had since I was a kid and my love of entertainment and my entertainment background and smush them together and have this like crazy, amazing job. So, you know, I was once that little girl that was like, Oh, I don't know if I could ever have a career in this, like, cause I don't really see much of it. So it it's cool to like kind of be on the other end and have like that little full circle moment of like, Oh, like I'm that I could be that person for somebody, which is like very wild to think about. It is very, very wild to think about. And so, I mean that like that did it for me for sure. I was like, I will keep this job for as long as humanly possible because (laughs) if I can change anybody's, life in the smallest tiniest way even if it's just one person like that's worth it for me yeah and i think too some people are nervous to even tell you that probably there's probably so many people in that arena that want to go up to you and just tell you that that you don't know you know what i mean (laughs) i I would think so yeah they can admire you from from afar right so that was i mean to get to actually get to hear that was like yeah so cool and so so that re-inspired me for everything, you know? So it's, and you know, we, I've gotten that with like shows that I've been in as well. Of like yeah. for my first musical that I went and saw and, and looked up and was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, you know, to be kind of like doing that now is, is like one cool for me to say that like, I'm achieving dreams and goals that I had when I was a kid. Um, but also, even cooler that like that can also be inspiring to somebody else to want to do that for their life and their living and see where they go, you know? Yeah. I love that. We're all good enough and we uh, definitely can go after those dreams and goals and passions that we have. Uh, I want to transition to another subject. This subject I've been focusing on a lot in my latest episodes and that is mental health. And I've been looking forward to talking about it with you. Um, obviously as we've been talking about, you have a lot of things to balance with your, with your gigs, you know, and how important is it to take care of yourself when you're not in the spotlight? What do you do for yourself to kind of, you know, just take care of you when you have the downtime? That is, um, I think one of the hardest things as a performer, um, or anyone in entertainment is to turn off, (laughs) um, because, you know, you're in front of 18,000 people, you have to be on, you're in front of, 
you know, however many people you have to be on. And um, I think turning off whenever you can is probably like one of the biggest things and just doing self-care, like whether that be taking a bath or like going to the spa or like going shopping or eating dinner or, you know, whatever the case is, um, it's whatever it means to you. For me personally, I really like to just go home, lay in my bed and like, just watch a silly TV show. Like that is, and not talk to anybody, just be completely alone for, it doesn't even have to be a long period of time, like an hour. That's it. Um, and then I also journal a lot, uh, journaling a lot. And then I also, um, do see a therapist once every, usually every week, uh, week to two weeks, just because it, like you said, it is so hard to balance. And, you know, I think the caveat of being a performer is also wondering what's next all the time. Uh, what's next? Cause that's what everybody asks what's next? What are you doing next? What's your next show? What's your next gig? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, so, my, ne- my next gig is to recharge. <laughs> yeah, it's to like go fall off the, of the earth for a, a month. And then, come <laughs> um, so I think that's, you know, it's such a hard thing to, to balance, um, yeah. the work, personal life, friend life, family life. Um, yeah. because, we're not nine to fivers, you know, we're, yeah. we are pretty much always working. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and then especially when, you know, you're out and about, you're still representing brands and companies that you work for. So you still want to be somewhat on, um, even if you're just having dinner or you're just, you know, having a drink at a bar, like you, you still want to be on. So I think, uh, I think having, um, a soundboard to, I don't think you have to go to therapy. Me personally, I love it because you have this unbiased soundboard to get to throw everything at and be like, is this okay? (laughs) Is it okay that I feel this way? Is this fine? And then to have them be like, yes, Katie, you're normal. You're fine. (laughs) You're a normal person. (laughs) Like everything. Um, and then journaling for me, it's more just about like, um, moments in time, like however you're feeling in that, in that specific moment, just getting to write it all out and be like, this is it. I'm dumping it into this space. That's a safe space that probably no one will ever read. And I probably will never read it again either. So it's just, it's getting to like vomit (laughs) out all of your feelings. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a really long answer to your question. it's the most important subject to me, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, I agree with all of the things you said and I do exactly what you're doing. So the three things is this, uh, spending time alone, uh, gaining that independence to have that time to recharge. Journaling is so important to understand yourself, to be better each and every day. I journal on my phone every 10 minutes of the day. Cause I want to learn. I want to understand, you know, I want to, I want to be able to just love everyone the right way. And I think, um, therapy is huge. It's another way of understanding yourself and, 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 you know, getting to the next step, unlocking things in yourself to just be your full best self. Right. Uh, I love that. That's so cool. I'm glad you brought that up. 
I think it's, um, too, I think, uh, for a long time, therapy was always just looked at as like, oh, like you really need help if you're going to therapy. But I think it's slowly becoming more of like, um, people are very much more open to it now than they have been because I think people are realizing, I think the world has gone crazier in the last 10 years and more people have anxiety than ever before. And more people have it, you know, everything more than they have before. And so it's kind of becoming more of a, um, open, open conversation that people talk about now where it's like, yeah, this is acceptable. This is a, you don't need to be like having a mental breakdown every day to go yeah, talk to somebody because it's, it's not a weakness. It's, it's a, I think it's a superpower to be it able is. to, um, yeah. And I think that's a huge part of the reason that I love acting as well is because you have to be vulnerable and like acting, hosting, really anything you're doing on a stage in front of people you have to be able to be vulnerable because you have to be okay with people not liking you. Right. Like, you have to be okay with it. And that's one of the biggest hurdles that I think stops everybody, whether you're an actor, doctor, whatever you're doing, um, is <laughs> being okay with people not liking you and being okay with people not connecting with you. And I think going to therapy, journaling, doing all of these things, helps you understand yourself more so that you don't really care. At the yeah. end of the, like you care, you love yourself just the way you are. And if somebody doesn't, then okay, they'll find somebody else that they enjoy. That's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> yes. If you can love yourself, no one's opinion matters at all. Not at all. Right. And, 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 and you're a good example. You're doing the uncomfortable getting out of your comfort zone. So yeah, therapy is easy for you. Well, it's, it's something you're able to do because the uncomfortable is something, you know, and you're okay with. It's, I think a lot of, a lot of performers like really just live in that uncomfortable space all the time. Cause I mean, not only just doing what they're doing, but also uh, financially, you never know when your next gig's going to come. You never know when your next, uh, when your job is going to cut you, you know, you literally never know. And I think, I mean, that's kind of any job anywhere, but specifically in the entertainment industry, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more cut and dry. Like it's not, it's not cut and dry actually. It's, it's pretty much like contracts can be ended at any moment and, you know, things, things are a lot more volatile, um, in this industry. So it's, it, you kind of just have to learn to live in that uncomfortable feeling and, uh, doing all these like self-care, self-help things help so much tremendously with that. So it's, I think it's the most important thing too. It is like, it's the most important thing to me. I was like, yeah, I agree. Same. Like if you're, if you're not able to take care of yourself and your mental health, then everything is going to suffer. So it's the, it's the number one. It's the first thing. Amen to that. You know, it's, it's being comfortable with the unknown because a lot of people like look into the future and they're like, what's going to happen? I don't know. And, and for me, everyone has their own beliefs. Um, for me, I've connected more with my faith uh, and that's given me a, a, a feeling of peace, honestly, sure. every day. So, yeah. And I think whatever that looks like to you, you know, yeah. if it's, it's a specific religion or just an overall religion or just an overall belief in universe karma Mm -hmm. whatever the case is 
like having something to just say, you know what, I'm going to leave it up to insert whatever here, you know, Um, because at the end of the day, you you know, we all have a certain amount of control, but things will happen and things will, your path will reveal itself eventually, (laughs) whichever way it goes. So you kind of have to leave it up to, I always say the universe, leave it up to the universe to figure out where you're going to go and it'll tell you it'll reveal itself and then you just kind of go with it (laughs) just go with it let things be and uh what's meant for you will happen that's it right um the the well i gotta ask you a question the last question after this subject the last subject i want to bring up is taking risks and obviously you've been doing that with your career what's your best advice to everyone listening right now to take risks to go after the things that they love and want to pursue Um, I think it would be, um, say yes, like everything that I'm currently doing other than musical theater was an opportunity that I never in my life thought that I would do, but it presented itself. And I said, yes. And it has turned into like the most amazing career, most amazing life. Like I never in my life thought I would be a host for an an NHL team. I never thought I would be a magician's assistant. I never thought that I would be uh, repping brands and being a spokesperson for, for different companies. And like, never did I think that, but it's keeping an open mind to everything within your um, career path. Um, not just that one specific thing, because obviously I went to school for musical theater. Mm. I love it more than anything in the world. And I still get to do it. Um, still auditioning, have an agent, all that stuff. Um, but I'm able to have a pretty stable career in the entertainment field because I said yes. And I, I kept an open mind to taking jobs that weren't just musical theater based, um, So that would be my biggest thing. And be kind, like (laughs) be nice. That is like, be easy to work with. Don't be a diva because it gets around. Like it's, it really does. And if you love what you do, it makes it a lot easier to be kind and be nice. Um, Yeah. I think that's moral of the, of the advice story that I would have. (laughs) That's, that's beautiful advice. It's the yes is like, take the risk. Right. Yeah. And you never know where it's going to lead you to like being an arena host for the nights. You just don't know and treat people the way you want to be treated. That's what I took out of that. Exactly. It, it's important to love on everyone. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of what we we're talking about uh, mental health wise, like, every, and you've seen it on every meme, every poster, everything, but you never know what struggles somebody else is going through. So there's no, there's always a nice way to say something. There's always right. a way to approach somebody being aggressive and being angry and being uh upset really will never get you anywhere right it will it always leading with kindness and and understanding understanding that everyone's going through it so it's that's a big one and then yeah just just being open to whatever opportunities come your way um obviously you know 
there's going to be things that aren't for you that come to you and and you'll find out if they're not for you or not. And the the thing is you can always not do it, but being open and saying yes and experiencing those things for yourself before shutting something down um, completely is, is always something that I, that I say to everybody and that I'll continue to say forever because saying yes is what got me to where I am right now. And it'll probably lead to something in the future. So yeah. <laughs> love that. That's great. I love, I love all of that. Um, you were saying, yeah, I, I think it's just protecting everyone, right? Protecting everyone and just loving the right way. And um, yeah, just take risk, take the risk and you never know where you'll end up. The last question I want to ask you, I haven't asked anyone this. Okay. So this is a special moment right here for us. Okay. <laughs> it is. All right. No, no. <laughs> this is my question for you. What advice would you tell your younger self? What would you say to little Katie with all that you know right now? Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, the advice. Oh boy, this is a hard question, but like, a, like it should be easy, but it's a hard question. Um, I think the advice that I would give to little Katie is, uh, is, be, oh, this is so, this is going to sound like a greeting card, but, um, <laughs> but really just be yourself because people, I promise people will love it and you will love it. The more yourself you are, the easier life becomes because yeah. you don't have to worry about putting a mask on. You don't have to worry about hiding bits and pieces of yourself from everyone um, because your quirks and the things that you think are wrong with you people will um, see and they will respond and they will uh, go oh I'm like that too it, the more real you are the more people can um, what is the word I'm looking for they can uh, look up to look up to and, and, um, admire, admire and, and, and kind of, they see that in themselves as well. Right. Like, oh, Hey, like she does that weird thing. I do that weird thing and people like it when she does it. So I can do it. Right. You know? It's like, yeah, if you really like, I, I think for a long time, I tried to be like this perfect version of what I thought people wanted from me. And even as a kid, like tried to be like this perfect little angel and this perfect thing and give everybody what I thought that they wanted from me. And then when I finally broke through all of that and just decided to be my weird quirky self and <laughs> embrace all the things that made me um, different and fun, uh, people started to respond to me very differently and in a good way. <laughs> in a very good way. Um, and, and I've noticed that as a host as well. Like I don't necessarily, I don't put anything on when I'm on camera. I just am hundred percent myself. And I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from that of like, you just, you're just you and it's awesome. So it's like, yeah, that's, that would be my biggest advice to younger me is just be like, Hey girl, you're awesome. Be yourself. 
Yep. I, I think that's the most beautiful advice you could give to yourself because yeah. it's like you are good enough. You, you can just be you and people are going to be attracted to that. And and you just want to be an example to other people to, you know, let them learn and, and open up and be themselves too. Really. Right. And I think it's a concept that we've all heard. We all know it's yeah. it's it's something that people say all the time. And until you finally embrace that a hundred percent like you kind of go oh I am being myself what do you mean like I am but then then you when you finally actually do it you're like oh that's what they meant yeah this this makes sense now like it really makes sense and you really see like a difference in how people treat you when you just are who you are (laughs) awesome it's a really awesome thing that's a part of every day growing, evolving is like at some point it clicks and you're like, I'm fine just being me. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't have to put anything on. I don't have to be a specific way or a specific person for people to like me or a specific version of me for yeah. people to like me. It's like, no, like that. I can just. Stick into one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Well, hey, in conclusion, coming down to the end of this episode, I want to say this. I am truly inspired by you with everything you're doing. You're very good at what you do. I've seen you live at, at a night's game. Uh, it's always fun just seeing you do your thing and your passion and whatnot. And I believe it's just going to get better within your journey. And um, just keep inspiring people. You're a great example. I mean, that little girl that looked up to you, that's what I want for myself too with anyone that listens to me. It's just to just go after what you want and uh show that abundance of love to people and uh be your real authentic true self as well all right so thanks for jumping on katie of course thank you so much for having me this was awesome yeah i'll be out there soon to see a playoff game i'm definitely gonna come out come let me know i'll come say hi (laughs) yep yeah that's great i'll come say hi to you mark up there okay perfect all right well have a great day all right i'll talk to you bye thank you Thank you for tuning into this episode. Stay connected with me and make sure to follow and subscribe to One on One with CG on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Instagram, anywhere you can find podcasts. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you soon. the stars, they burn. Some even fall to the earth. be someone who walks away so easily I'm here to stay and make the difference that I can make Our differences they do a lot to teach us how to use the tools and gifts we got here We got a lot at stake And in the end you're still my friend At least we did intend for us to work We didn't break, we didn't burn We had to learn how to bend without the world Caving in, I had to learn what I got and what I'm not and who I am. I won't give up all us, even if the skies get rough. I'm giving you all my.
us Even if the skies get rough I'm giving you all my love I'm still looking up